Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to the Nope Too Creepy podcast. It's only a few days away from the big day, Halloween 2020. And even though things may be a little different this time around, that doesn't mean we all can't make the most of it, right? Since these damn lockdown restrictions more than likely mean you won't be able to enjoy the tradition of a haunted house this year, I figured this story can attempt to fill that void. Just a heads up though, this story gets a little crazy, and there are several points where it's going to feel like some kind of insane fever dream. Join a young high schooler as he nabs a job at the local Halloween hotspot and learns the hard way that there are rules for working at a haunted house. I saw the ad in the school newspaper. Employees needed at a local haunted house. $20 a night if you're over 16. Call Toby. Sweet, man. $20 a night. I just turned 16, too. $20 may not sound like much to all of you, but for me, it was worth it to just kick back and scare people. I mustered up the courage and made the call. May I speak to Toby? Yeah, this is him. How can I help? My name is Jack. And I saw your ad in our school newspaper. Are you still hiring? Yeah, I'm hiring. Have you ever worked in a place like this? No, I haven't. But I'm involved in my school's drama club. And I'm a horror fanatic. Okay. (laughs) Sounds good. I'll tell you what. Don't show up here in some Dollar General costume. Find some cool character. And I'll give you a few spots to float around. If you do good, I'll give you a permanent spot. Show up at about 6.30 this Friday and we'll figure the rest out. Sweet. I landed the gig. But now I had to find a costume. And at 16, all I had was some lawn mowing money that I had saved up. I talked with my drama teacher, and she let me borrow some items from the theater. To paint you a picture... I'm about 6'1", roughly 160 pounds, so I didn't have a big intimidation factor. But I was able to borrow a solid black outfit, almost like a three-piece suit. I put some chains around the buttons and I spiked my hair. What little money I did have went to face paint and red eye contacts. When I showed up at the haunted house, I ran into Toby. Hey, Toby. I'm Jack. I spoke with you on the phone the other night. Ah, hey, dude. Sweet outfit. Much better than the normal teenagers that come here. Let me walk you back to the spots and you can take your pick. First come, first serve, you know? So he walked me around and I saw several spots. One that involved flipping a switch to shoot a ball of propane at a candle to make a small explosion. One with a dropping frame portrait that I can hide behind and scream. Several areas where I could hide around a corner and then jump out and scare the crap out of people. But eventually, 
we found my spot. It was a pretty cool setup. But I would be sharing it with a partner. Which is fine by me since the dude was way more experienced. The room I chose had strobe lights that quickly flashed. There was an empty chair that faced the TV that had static running. Creepy piano music played the whole time. A mirror sat in the corner. <laughs> it was perfect. Toby let me go and told me to have fun, and also told him to see him at the end of the night for payment. The guy I'd be sharing the room with, Chet, was cool as hell. He brought in airplane bottles of vodka and even let me hit his dab pen. He would sit in the chair and stare at the television. When he saw our victims come in through the mirror, he would go crazy. He'd start shaking and then stand up. After that, he would turn over to flip the chair to his feet and charge at the customers. Of course, we weren't actually allowed to touch them, but we could intimidate them. They would run, and when they did, I'd be there, in the corner, looking like a statue, and I would let out a laugh, which I proudly practiced all week. And then I would start banging on the tin near me. All of the noise, the flashing lights, and the general atmosphere scared every single group, every single time. I'm pretty sure we even made one dude piss himself. While we had a slow moment, Chet handed me a list. He explained that there were rules here. Rules to survive. I laughed until I saw he was completely serious, and I observed them. Rule number one. If you see a man with his dog carrying a bucket in the evening whenever you come into work, be sure to ask him if he is also working tonight. If he says yes, tell him that you are as well, and which room you'll be in. If he tells you that he's not working, tell him to enjoy the night off. Rule number two. If you hear someone knocking on the door, quickly hide under the bed that's in the room. Don't get out until you can no longer see whatever comes in. He can sense you, but he will not look for you. Number three, don't step outside after 1.50 a.m. to have a smoke. Number four, if a woman comes in alone and offers you a drink, sip on it, but do not accept a kiss from her. Number five, have fun. This really is a cool job. But it does have its risks. Whoa, uh, that's some deep shit. You swear this is serious? On my life, bro. Your spot is only available because the guy before you didn't follow the rules. The night eventually came to an end, as intended. Which was great. No signs of anything going wrong. All of my new co-workers were heading to Denny's to hang out after work, and they invited me. Right as we got to the parking lot, I realized I had forgot my jacket, so I ran back into the room, and that's when I heard it. The knock. This wasn't any ordinary knock. 
We were used to the sound of people accidentally banging their heads against the walls and the door before getting into our room due to previously being scared in the other room. This... This was more of a tap. Like someone was asking to be invited in. Remembering the rules, I quickly hid under the bed. And not even ten seconds later, a figure walked in. I wasn't able to get a good look at him, but he walked to the edge of the bed, and I could see that he was wearing some kind of work boots. Oh boy, do we have us a new feller here? We're going to have fun. I know you're here. You better not let me see you, cowboy. After what felt like forever, he began to walk out of the room. I could tell right away he was a heavy man. He wore overalls and what looked like a pig mask. He looked like a normal person, but it was clear he had malicious intentions. Either way, I didn't want to stick around and find out. I'm not proud to say it, but I ended up pissing myself. Something about how that man-pig knew where I was shook me to my core. To be honest, I didn't want to come back after that. But then I realized, by following the rules, nothing happened to me. And if I continue to follow the rules, I should be okay. Right? Hey guys, it's Jack again. Some of you checked out my last post where I explained my first night working at this haunted house. I wanted to provide an update. I just got home and I learned some more about the rules. As I was pulling into the workplace, I saw the man walking on the road. The man with the dog and the bucket. He was tall and skinny, but it almost felt unnaturally tall. He had long stringy hair. It looked almost like fishing line. As I walked up to him, I noticed the dog looked more like a coyote. Very mangy, pretty old, and very patchy hair. I was too afraid to look inside of the bucket, though. Going... <clears throat> going into work today, sir? No, I don't think I will today. Alright, enjoy your night off. Thank you, Jack, he said with a shit-eating grin. I quietly made my way through my co-workers and started towards my room when I saw Chet. He tossed me another mini bottle of alcohol and asked me what's up. Hey dude, I ran into that creepy guy with the bucket up on the road. What is he all about? Oh, you ran into him, huh? 
You stopped and asked him if he was working, right? Yeah, man, of course. He's taking the night off, apparently. Chet, why do we have to ask him that? And why does he hang around here? Okay, I'll break it down for you. And you can call bullshit if you want. But there's a reason I've put this list together. And there's a reason he is on it. He was one of the first workers here. He knows this place like the back of his hand. If I'm not mistaken, he even helped build the place. Oh, cool. Is he related to Toby at all? Well, that's the thing. We don't think he's actually a person. Toby doesn't either. He hitched a ride one day and showed up at the road and offered to help Toby. So why is this guy a threat? He's not a threat as long as you do as you're told. When this dude works, he may walk through. Maybe hang out and jump in for a couple scares. But he doesn't like surprises. If he knows who you are and where you are, he won't have to... The music suddenly cranked to full volume, letting us know we had started the night. I wanted so badly to figure out what Chet had been speaking of, but I guess it can wait. After all, the creeper took the night off. The night went in hot and heavy. Group after group came running through. Occasionally, a drunk would stumble in and try to fight us, but he would get dragged out by his other drunk buddies. Then I heard a banging. Was it a knock? No. It was a banging. Another group came through. Thank God. Also, the music cut off, meaning we all got a bathroom break, which was very much appreciated on my end. I just stuck myself out of the window of our room and began to pee. I didn't feel like walking to the restroom in front of customers. Chet decided to light up a cigarette inside. Hey dude, I thought we weren't allowed to smoke in here. I don't care, man. I've worked here for eight years. I practically own the place. So, have you met the pig man? Oh, shit. You met the pig man already? You're still alive, so he must have not seen you. Yeah, I heard a knock last night. I hid under the bed. But he knew where I was. Why did he leave me alone? That is what I have not been able to fig- As soon as I heard the knocking, I immediately went to hide under the bed. Chet rolled up against me. Come out. Come out wherever you are. Don't make me huff this door down. Just then, the door actually blew off the hinges, and my breath was held by Chet covering my mouth tightly. 
Where is my little cowboy? Is he hiding under the bed again? He began to make pig snorting noises and got closer and closer to us. I felt tears rolling down my eyes. Oh, cowboy, I see you found my old buddy Chet. Tell him what happened to the last guy, Chet. Tell him. The music cut back on, and he sprinted out the door. Chet got out and pulled me out as well. Dude, screw this. I'm going home. I've ran into that pig man twice this week already. Jack, no. He literally can't hurt you unless he sees you. What happened to the last guy? Okay, look. My friend Houston worked with me in this room for a while. This is how I learned about the rule. Houston had the bright idea to try and fight him. Well, now you have his job. So you can probably guess how that went. What happened? What happened to Houston? Chet looked up at me nervously before answering. The fat pig ate him. He dug his snout into him and he ate him. I screamed like a little bitch, but he giggled and sucked on his fingers while telling me to show myself because he was still hungry. Then why do you keep coming back here, Chet? You know this place is so dangerous. Why doesn't Toby do something? Toby? Well, Toby knows about him. But what can he do? He hides the same as we do. As far as we know, he's just a random customer that paid one day but never left. Chet pulled out his cigarettes and stuck one in his mouth before continuing. I continue to come here because I'm a felon. It's the only way I can make an honest pay. Plus, I kind of get off on it. Same as you. It's fun to scare people. I understood what he was talking about. It is really fun to be in this position. If you've ever worked in a haunted house, you'll understand too. The thrill is phenomenal. But my mind was made up. I was going to quit. I went to grab my jacket when a lady walked in. A gorgeous lady at that. She had on a white dress and bare feet. The dress hugged her curves tightly, and her cleavage was better than anything I had ever seen. Luscious brown hair flowed down to the middle of her back. Her face had no makeup, but she didn't need it. Inside of her pretty soft hands was a cup. Inside that cup was what appeared to be tea. There was a root sticking out of it. Even though I was leaving, I remembered the rules. 
Rule number four was, if a woman comes alone and offers you a drink, sip on it, but do not accept a kiss. I took the cup from her hands and took a sip of this tea. What followed was me throwing up a lot. I stumbled outside onto my hands and knees, puking the whole time. Groups would hear me and scream while Chet did his thing. I fell on my face and the world went dark. When I woke up, I saw a trail. I could see movements of everything around me. I began to walk the trail and stopped to look at the lights that were floating around me. I began to see visions, visions of my life, my birth, my first day at school, my dog being a puppy, my first kiss, everything. It was beautiful and I never wanted to leave this world. That's when the beautiful woman came up to me again. She began to caress my face. I felt her soft hands pull me in, and our lips almost met, before I violently pulled away. I remembered the rules. I wasn't to accept a kiss. All of the movements stopped right then and there, and I saw her scream. All the beautiful visions I had been watching began to burn. I watched in terror as this beautiful young lady slowly began to transform into a haggard old woman with drooping skin and stringy hair. This is what you wanted, she screamed. The formerly beautiful visions of my life turned into visions of horror. I saw visions of the pig man chasing me, yelling things and snorting. Come here, little cowboy, come here. I watched as he grabbed me and chuckled before digging his face into me. But right as he did, I woke up. I was covered in my own vomit. The music had stopped playing, and Chet had came to check on me before dragging me inside. Chet, what would have happened if I kissed her? You'd never wake up, but she'll only seek you out once. You'll never have to drink that tea again. Things keep getting worse at this haunted house. I don't want to spend another night here. He's damn right I'm never drinking that again. I began to move towards the door to go home when I heard it again. Hey everyone. I'm so sorry I haven't provided an update sooner. I've been trying to gather my thoughts after what happened. Thank you to everyone who messaged to check up on me. Let me just say, 
shit went down. After that knock, I hid under the bed. The pig man came into my room and, well, he waited for me. He literally walked in and sat down at Chet's chair. My beautiful cowboy, I'll get to you soon enough. I must have laid there for an hour before he finally gave up and retreated. It was during this time I considered a lot of things. Was I going to come back? Did I really enjoy scaring people enough to justify almost dying multiple times? Would I ever leave? I got to know Chet very well. And by very well, I mean I felt his piss soak my suit. Poor guy couldn't hold it in all day, I guess. I can't blame him. I took last week off. I figured I could survive without the extra $40 it would bring in. What was worse was Toby drilling me over the phone. Hey, Jack. You want to tell me why you didn't come in? We really needed you, and I don't like slackers. It was our busiest night of the season. You better have some good excuse, or I will have you replaced. Toby, I've been visited by this pig man, and, well, I'm horrified of coming back. Oh. Well, look. I'm going to let it slide this time. But you have to come back. Chet misses you, and the whole place seemed to run better, and folks were more scared after the two of you did your little routine. How about I up your pay to $60 each night? You'll be making up what you lost, and still a profit a little more. Toby, I'll be there. I'm not gonna lie, as nice as $60 a night felt, I still dreaded going into work. But the show must go on. I pulled into work and noticed the man with the bucket and the dog on the side of the road. I did what I had done before. Hello, do you remember me? I'm Jack. Yes, Jack. I remember you. I don't recall you working last week. Is all well? I'll be fine. I'll be in the TV slash chair room with Chet. I'll be in the corner. Are you working? Yes, dear boy. I will be in tonight. Thank you for letting me know. I sure do hate getting spooked. I got back in my ride and parked. The lines were already forming, and it wasn't even dark out yet. It makes sense. The local high school didn't have a game. The fair had already left, and this was really the only entertainment available for the season. I rummaged my way to my room, 
and began talking to Chet before lighting up a Red Buck cigar. Whoa, man. It looks like you're feeling better. I hate that you didn't come in last week. Uh, the scares just weren't as good. And no hot chicks came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just, um, let's get the night started, huh? We ran non-stop. As soon as our skit was over, we were setting up for the next one because a group was shortly in. It was ridiculous. Finally, Toby trailed behind a group and let us know he was going to give us all a smoke-slash-piss break. As I sat down, the woman with the mug came around. She didn't come back here much, so I was confused. Maybe it was a sign. I knew I didn't have to accept a drink this time, because I already had my rite of passage. Do you care for a drink, darling? No, I don't. Thank you, though. I'm just trying to get through the night. I insist. She grinned with the most beautiful, plump lips and handed me the drink. I don't know what came over me, but I sipped on it. Before I even put the mug down, I started to zone out and lose consciousness. But my experience was different this time. I saw myself in third person, naked, in the fetal position, with my hands over my ears. She came to me and began to caress me. She pulled my head into her breasts. She said four words that made me shiver. You must fight him. She then brought her lips to mine and stopped before I could feel the tickle of lips meeting. You'll do wonderful. Let him find you. I woke up. No vomit on me this time, but instead, a clear head. It wasn't until many hours later, around 1 a.m., that I heard it. I hid under the bed again with Chet, and in entered the pig man. Oh boy, oh boy, where is my cowboy at? Is he under the little bed again with his little boyfriend? Why didn't you come see me last week, cowboy? I laid there, frozen, but I knew what had to be done. As he walked away, snorting, I climbed out from under the bed and charged. Chet began screaming at me not to. I was confident that if I had the element of surprise, I would also have the upper hand. I was wrong. 
he got me. He turned around and caught me in his arms before snorting and giggling in the side of my face. The more I struggled, the more he chuckled. Oh boy, oh boy, I've got me a cowboy. I can't wait to take him to the piglets. With that, I blacked out. When I woke up, I was hogtied. He put a cigar in my mouth and lit it. Around me, I saw the piglets. They were smaller versions of him, all wearing overalls and pig masks. About six of them, I'd say. I realized I was on the table, and they all had forks and knives. The fattest of the piglets yelled, It's been a long time since I've gotten to eat a cow, boy. They all were banging their utensils on the table and chanting, Cowboy stew, cowboy stew, cowboy stew. The pigman came forward and cut my restraints. As he went to pick me up, I spat out the cigar and yelled at him. I'm not a cowboy. With all the might I had, I kicked him. And it did nothing. My feet were absorbed into his gut and immediately thrown back. But he let out a mighty squeal and the piglets hopped on me. As they were tearing at my skin with their fingernails and snouts, the man with the dog and bucket came into the room. Jack, why are you in here? You're supposed to be in your room. The pig man stepped up to him. Old man, get out of here. This cowboy is no concern of yours. The mangy mutt was barking aggressively towards the pig man. The old man then lifted his eyes. Oh, Mr. Swine, do you not recall what happens when you cross me? He threw the contents of the bucket on the pig man. What appeared to be blood soaked his face and he let out a mighty squeal. The piglets tried to approach, but quickly retreated after the dog bit one of their throats. While the pig man squealed from his blindness, I picked up one of the knives that was on the table and I charged. Before I could stab him, the old man put out his hand and stopped me. Jack, please go back to your room. But, but the pig man needs to- No, Jack, trust me. Go back to Chet. I'll come talk to you soon. This is personal. As I walked out of the room, I heard squealing noises. And then, I heard nothing. I realized I was in a trailer by the rear entrance of the haunted house. 
I noticed the time was 1.27 a.m. I didn't feel like breaking two rules in the same night, so I made it to my room. Chet was still in there, and I sneaked up on him after the group he was scaring left. Holy shit, dude! You're alive! The old man came in shortly after me. Jack, this is much better. Now you're where you're supposed to be. Thank you. Thank you for saving me. What happened to the pig man? He no longer exists. You killed him? No, he no longer exists. There is no body. No piglets. Nothing. They're gone. What? I cleared my throat. What are you? A friend. One who doesn't like surprises. I went home that night feeling relieved. There were no more threats for me to deal with. And there are still two weekends left to haunt. More money to be made. I think I'll be back next year. Who knows? One day, maybe I'll run this place. Thank you for joining me in this episode of the Nope Too Creepy podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Halloween episode. If you're interested in learning more about this author, links to connect with them can be found in the show notes. And if you really, really enjoyed yourself, please be sure to give us a follow. And hey, how about a rating? Come on, it's my only Halloween wish. To those of you who are not connected with the podcast on Instagram or on YouTube, you may not know that my book, The Nope Collection, is officially live on Amazon. So check that out as well. Link in the show notes. Until next time, everybody, this is Dan David, reminding you to all stay safe out there, especially with whatever Halloween antics you decide to get yourself into. Stay hydrated, people. I'll be seeing you in the next episode.